Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 78. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Today is Monday, not Sunday, but Monday, December 21st. It is the winter solstice. I believe uh, Saturn and Jupiter are about to collide and create a really cool explosion. And uh, it is a little bit after 9.30. James, we're back after a previous episode where we recorded for about three and a half hours with our friend brandon from yeah. apollo city comics podcasts <laughs> and we now that i think about it is that, so like, long. is that a record for us it no really i think we did a four hour one. Oh, i oh. think i could be wrong i think it was uh was i forgot what episode we one? did it no that was no it wasn't that one it was like our 50th episode maybe i think for our 50th mm. episode we went like four hours or something i don't remember why but i just know i think we did four hours one time and i was like i came out and i'm like what time is it <laughs> yeah yeah but uh dude i i think this is the second time I'm recording in another room still uh it's there was not much progress so last week it was like oh yeah everything's about to happen everything's gonna get painted in my room and all this stuff it didn't it uh it took like the whole oh, week oh yeah because i when you t- uh texted me yesterday saying like you don't have access to your equipment because you don't have access to your room i was like i thought that was all supposed to be done already yeah so uh when they were fixing it they were like just uh they're like oh there's all these cracks we need like a specialist to take care of all the cracks oh. in my room it took three days to take care of it all and then uh, they finally like started painting it on Friday, I think, if I remember correctly. I already forgot. I think it was Friday. No, it was Saturday. Saturday and Sunday they painted. And uh, the other days were just like prepar- preparing everything, getting all, all the stuff good to go and fixing things, priming and all this stuff. And basically it's still empty. It's just been like cleaning the floors. Uh, I'm changing some things in my bed just because, you know, my bed's like elevated. And there was wheels. We t- mm-hmm. I, I unscrewed all the wheels and took those off. And we put like slider sliders to like now just slide it. And there's not going to be a rug in there anymore. So it's just all just wood floor again. Mm, which okay. hasn't been like that for quite a long time. Uh, but it was a lot of fixing. Um, the floors are pretty much like got like the gold shine stuff or whatever for it. So I don't get to move stuff in until tomorrow. Which is just like, oh boy, what fun. Dang. And... Uh, otherwise I've been just going through all my stuff like, uh, dude, I've been going through my movies, my DVDs, like my Blu-rays, DVDs, my games, uh, my clothing and some like figures and statues in my final massive purge. Uh, I, I guess I'll give you what I've got so far. I'm getting rid of 21 DVDs, 19 Blu-rays, uh, like 14 PS3 games and like a good number of like other games altogether. Like there's like one Nintendo game, one Game Boy Advance game, a couple PlayStation One games, uh, well, like one PC game, one PS2 game, a couple Xbox One games. I'm getting rid of Anthem. Fuck that game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm getting rid of a good amount of stuff. I'm also getting rid of like six figures I still got in boxes. Uh, I'm getting rid of a few of the remember those all those PS3 collector's editions with all the statues oh uh, yeah i'm getting rid of i got rid of cole mcgrath from infamous 2 all you really need is that backpack i got rid of yeah exactly i got rid of uh, i'm getting rid of the uncharted three and four statues of nathan drake mm. um so 
And then the DC Universe Online Batman Collector's Edition statue because it's so flimsy. But I'm keeping the rest, which is just like... I didn't um, even know DC Universe Online had a Collector's Edition. Yep, I got it. And it, was, huh. it, was, it, was, it was fucking whatever. <laughs> uh, it, then I got... I'm keeping like Ezio and Connor because those statues are dope. I'm keeping my Killzone 3 Hellgast Sniper. And I'm keeping my arkham knight and arkham city batman statues i think so those are staying but the rest is going and then dude i got a good amount of pile of clothing i'm getting rid of like a bunch of t-shirts a shit ton of them even though they still vastly don't match to the amount of unused t-shirts i have that are still like brand new from like over the years plus like all those fucking godzilla ones over the summer that i bought because i kept thinking oh this is it they're only buy they're only making this many like eight shirts later this must be the last one, right? Then I could I don't have to get all, all of these Godzilla t-shirts. There's always more. My family was like, oh, let's put together like a Google Sheet so when we send like presents to each other and stuff or whatever. And I didn't put anything I wanted in the beginning. I literally just put no shirts in all caps before <laughs> anything else. I was just like, don't you get me a fucking t-shirt. I swear to God, don't do it. I don't want any more, please. I beg you. But uh, I've been, yeah, going through everything. So uh, tomorrow I'm putting up like all my shelves. So I got to like put new holes in the wall and like get those up there. Uh, and then I think after that, I'll put like my shelf cabinet double thing, whatever that I had like uh, other stuff I did displaying on there. But once I have everything else in, like I got to put stuff in my closet, stuff in those drawers, which will be clothing. But I, I have like a process of how I got to put things back in. So I know what's left that's like more of the storagey type stuff because I can start putting new stuff out uh, to display after getting rid of a bunch of other shit. Right. So hopefully that means there's a lot less stuff being stored that's not being shown. But I also, James, have not, I have not gone through my posters yet. I haven't, I haven't gone through the posters. There's a lot of posters, James. There's yeah. a lot, a lot. I mean, a lot. Like, I could cover this whole house and still have posters. Uh, dude, there's this weird thing that keeps happening where I sound really quiet. From it. Well, no, never mind. I'm doing better now. Hmm. I don't know what's going on. All right, I'll keep being an eye bewitched. on You sound okay so far, but that's okay. also because we're using Skype. I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. How about that intro, guys? It's uh, <laughs> just talking about this shit. Uh, but, of course, this is Sutra Side Talk. We talk about games movies and tv show news usually specific topics we can go in depth on as well as what we've been playing and what we've been watching and of course if you have any questions for the show you can email them at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com uh james this is of course though our destiny to beyond light special yeah uh, we we talked about this for december it's specials and news weeks that are like pretty heavy so our first week we kicked it off with our ghost of tsushima special which you can still take a look at. It's pretty great, I think. Uh, we, we cover a lot of areas within it. Uh, last week was our 77th episode where we just talked about two weeks worth of news, and uh, it was so fucking long, I had to split it in half because of that stupid-ass Disney Investor Day. Dude, it was there were so many I didn't even realize there were that many movies. Like, I knew yeah, that man. there was a bunch of... like. I knew it was going to take a long time to talk about with the Marvel and the... Um, Most are Disney Star Plus stuff. shows. That was the craziest part. They weren't even movies. They are just Disney yeah. Plus shows. And then you started talking about the the Pixar movies, and I was like, oh my god, there's so many. 
Yeah, it's, their empire is so massive now, and it's scary. And they're just like, we're so massive that we're getting rid of all of our people. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, oh, shit. That's a weird uh, disconnect. Yeah. We also had, uh, in the first half, there was like all these casting news for all of the other shows that aren't owned by Disney, like Lord of the Rings, House of the Dragon, Metal Gear Solid and stuff. Uh, and then like the second half, we had like more game stuff, like uh, the Game Awards, all that fun stuff. But that's oh, a yeah. very news-heavy uh episode or should i say episodes because i released it in two parts uh, instead of it being three and a half hours i made it so it's only like an hour 45 for each part so you can kind of take them one at a time and not be overwhelmed a bit by that length but this week is our destiny 2 beyond light special which i think might be our shortest episode of the five we'll see because if we have extra time we'll wing it or end it we'll see how it goes but yeah. i also say things will be short things will be fast and then we're here for like three hours or two hours and we're like oh jesus yeah i feel like beyond light came out like what a month ago we've we've had plenty of time to, uh maybe a little bit over a month at this point we've had plenty of time to get like decent impressions on it the only thing that we neither of us have actually done at this point is the actual raid but yeah i i watched at least the day one raids did you have you seen any of it yet I have kept myself clean oh, because really? I just want to. Yeah. I want to enter in with my with my clan and just jump in there so mm. they can just show me everything. See, I'm always like, like super. Oh boy. I'm always super nervous about being like the one guy who doesn't know what he's doing and like keeping the team from progressing for a long time. So I try to at least watch a video to explain the the major points of what to do. Of course, practice makes perfect, though. Yeah, I heard it's not that hard though. Uh, we won't be talking about no. the raid. Uh, like, first off, just saying, like, uh, it's going to be a, just like our Ghost of Tsushima special. We didn't have time. Uh, so, like, the raid for Ghost of Tsushima and the raid for Destiny 2 Beyond Light will be in random episodes where we just talk about what we've been playing and watching. But if we do both get through them, then we'll just fast track it and they'll be the first thing we talk about. So we'll just get it yeah. out of the way and be like, hey, we finally did it. This is what it's like. This is how we feel. This is how it compares to, like, other raids and stuff. Otherwise, today we're going to talk about just like the ins and outs of Beyond Light, what it feels like with the kind of losing our stuff from all of the other years versus what we've gained in return. Uh, the current season we have, um, the different activities and stuff, just Europa itself. And of course, uh, what it's like having so many less weapons and armor. Yeah, it's, so. I don't know. I, I guess I didn't think that the sunsetting of weapons and stuff or of like the loot pool was going to be as extensive as it was. Dude, I deleted like most of this, this stuff in my vault. I deleted like almost so many things. Anything that was basically shadow keeper older was gone except for, I kept the specific pinnacle, like the pinnacle weapons from, mm. or I guess I forgot what they're called now, but they're, like the big weapons that were big for Crucible Dude, and stuff, I, like Luna's Howl, yeah, I could just, and stuff. I could just buy a mountaintop now, but it costs like seven enhancement prisms. Yeah, it I, costs they, more than any of the other ones because at least they, it doesn't cost what it costs to get one of those exotic weapons now. If you didn't have one, the only difference for those is like you needed an exotic cipher. Yeah, but, which are not necessarily hard to get, considering like I feel like I never spend mine because I can't uh, spend mine um but i do know i'm missing uh that's my first exotic cypher is going towards taraba since i still don't have it yeah i just have to play basically uh deep stone to get it i'm not sure how many times i have to do it to get the currency needed to to gain but we'll see 
Uh, James, though, uh, I guess to start off with this episode, uh, how often have you been playing Destiny since uh, Beyond Lights come out? Like at least like from the start of it to currently where you are now. Mm. So I was pretty heavy on it for like the first few weeks. I definitely. Oh, wait, I forgot. It even took some time before like the raid came out. So since then has been the exo challenge uh, or the exo challenge came out, which is like a sort of mini challenge that Clovis makes you do each week. Oh, is it the one where it's like everything's freezing and you have to keep going from like spot to spot to the it's fires actually different. to stay warm? That is one of them. That was one of the oh, Okay, challenges. that's the only one I've done then. Okay. Uh, that one I think is actually probably the most interesting of them. But yeah, that'll be in our, we'll talk about that further in like our activities talk spot. Yeah. Um, sorry. So I guess what was the first question then? Uh, how, like how, what's your oh, yeah, how, duration how of playing Destiny? Playing? Um, yeah. honestly, the last couple weeks, I probably fell off of it a little bit. Like I completely missed the week where Iron Banner was on and I didn't feel super pressured to play Iron Banner because apparently there's no new loot pool for Iron Banner yet. So I was just like, oh, well, if there's nothing new for me to get, I don't really care that much. So I could play it next time if I really want to. But I don't know. I de- still consistently Destiny has been like my most played game, at least for a little while. Also, partly because I was waiting on finally trying to get a PlayStation 5. So I was like stuck. I shouldn't say stuck playing Destiny because I was enjoying it. And it was a new game. I also really appreciate that even on the previous gen consoles, the, the Beyond Light uh, upgrade loading. Dude, loading is so much better. Even Isn't on it great? consoles. Oh, it's so good. So yeah. I got I have to give them credit for that. That like they they said that they uh they had to remove some stuff from the game to make it run better. And I was like, well, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see if it's worth it. And at least on that front, I can't give them uh shit for like taking shit away because they did deliver on giving me a game that does run way, way better than it used to. Definitely. Uh, For me, I, for sure, I think I played on PS4 Pro for like two days. And it was, I I was happy to do that first because I wanted to just get that constant improvement where Mm. I got the less load times. And it was really awesome seeing that on the PS4 Pro where I'm like, oh my God, it's great. Just here, still being on the same console. Two days later, I got the PS5, and I was like, holy shit, this is um, even, it's even better! And I was like, oh my god, the amount of speed here. And oh, yeah, it- speaking of um, uh, PS5 upgrades, they actually, within the last couple of weeks, or no, shit, it was like December 10th, I think it was. So like a little over a week ago at this point they put out the actual next gen upgrade and so i i turned it on for like a minute today just to see what it was like because uh surprise surprise i finally got myself a playstation 5 finally tracked one down congratulations mazel tov yeah but dude yeah you're right like loading is so fast on ps5 loading the tower is like instant and I, you probably got to experience what i didn't so for me destiny 2 uh beyond light i Destiny and jumped in it. It's great. <laughs> the minute I got to go, because I think the day it came out, I was still working. So it was mm. like one of those days where I'm like, oh, I got the shit to do and stuff. Yeah, I think but I remember once I got my, mentioning that. Once I got the chance to, I was in it. Like, that's all I played. I stopped touching anything else. Um, 
besides like when we had to, I think I fell off when we started playing Ghost of Tsushima a bit, but I was pretty much only playing that. I maxed out all three, not maxed out in level, but I like ran through the campaign with all three of my characters. Uh, I unlocked stasis with all three of my characters, which honestly also doing all of that just nonstop, all three of them, I, get, I just got burnt out. I kind of like yeah. burnt myself out so fast. Uh, that's, from just like putting the work in for that that's definitely a problem is one as much as i liked the campaign and we'll we'll talk about what we liked about that i there was a lot of grindy aspects to this dlc yeah i think i uh, halfway through the, my second character yeah, or getting, sorry. getting all the upgrades for your stasis subclasses for all of your characters is just such a slog yeah i i want to say halfway through my second character i just started lowering the volume of all the dialogue and just oh. started putting on my podcast to listen in the background i'm like well, i was just like fuck oh yeah and when no, i finally I, got to the titan i was like fuck yeah honestly for <laughs> destiny i i like to get the story of it and stuff but once i'm working on my other characters especially if i'm playing alone i'll just put on a podcast or something i don't really need to hear every word that said yeah i think though uh around like two weeks ago it was like pretty much right before it was the week before we did the ghost of tsushima special is where i dropped off and uh because we had to just focus like after i was done with like work and other things working out uh my time i had pretty much went to either i want to say watching community because i started watching community right. and that's what fucked me up because i started loving the show and i stopped playing games and just started watching the show all the time and I then only stopped to play Ghost of Tsushima with you so we could, like, get that done to talk about Legends uh, on the podcast and stuff. And so by the time I finished that and we got that done, I think I was just finishing up Community. And uh, instead of playing Destiny, I had to then start breaking everything down to get my room ready. So I didn't get a chance. And since then, I haven't had access to any consoles on my PC, like my desktop PC. I've just had my laptop. Oh, and my, so my, you can't even uh, play PC version Destiny right now. I mean, I could try, but I don't want to. No, fair, I, fair I did put up, I put, uh, I did install Cold War, Black Ops Cold War and played a bit of multiplayer, but it was kind of laggy for a bit too. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know what's happening here. I'd be a little worried about Black Ops Cold War just because I... I hope it's not true, but I heard like a few weeks ago that it was literally bricking consoles somehow. Oh, I got on PC, so I'm not sure. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got it this time on PC. I got, uh, what do you call it? Um, when you're peer, peer pressured into getting it by people mm. and it was like an instant buy where I was like, fine, I'll do it. And we played and I was like, man, we'll play like twice. I hate y'all. <laughs> Just wasted my money. Um, but I I do like uh I do want to get back and I I want to get back so badly because I know the season's going through it and I think it ends at the end of January or like the begin like halfway through I think it's January it ends. Oh shit, seriously already? Wow. I feel like it. Yeah, cuz I don't think um I think Crimson Days is in the following season, I want to say, because it's not going to be like the we're so we're so used to now the season of the arrivals length cuz how long it was. But, but I th- really, I the, the season was usually like three months, though. I think so, but it's it was what when when, when we played November. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So January will be the last month, and then it's switch in February. Shit, I gotta get correct. on that then. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> season of the hunt, man. And uh, once I get back in, like, uh, cause I still have to play. 
uh, I didn't get to talk, talk about it because I was like, oh, you know, playing the PS5, I should really, because tr- I was playing the PS4 version of Destiny 2, they didn't have the PS5 version yet. And I'm like, I, I need to try out something from the PS5 to really see what the PS5 can do for a PS5 game. So I played Astrobot and Platinum did already. Dude, I'm, which, I'm loving well, Astrobot. It's isn't so it great? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah. that's another day. <laughs> but we'll talk, definitely talk about it. Um, uh, I think next week maybe we could do PS5 impressions. I think okay. that'd be fun. Sounds good. Uh, after the news and stuff. But uh, I, I did that also. I think that also took some time away. But now that... I'll have my PS5 back, which I'm thinking I can either start playing again at the at the soonest I can play tomorrow. If not, I'll probably be back playing on like Wednesday or Thursday at the latest. But uh, once I do, I finally will get to do the update because I didn't get to try the update yet for now the PS5 version of Destiny 2. There's a PS5 version now, so yeah. I'll get the free upgrade to that and it's going to be so much fun. And uh, that'll be really t- cool to try out. And I just can't. I pretty much will be playing that, and then I need to still play Miles Morales Spider Man. And now I learned there's no rush for Cyberpunk. I don't have to open it. I don't have yeah. to install it. I could just take my sweet ass time and wait for some more updates. I'm like, oh, the man with the backlog has to wait a little bit longer to play Cyberpunk. I am fine with that. Which I already oh, have my copy. My arm, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I've had my copy. I I printed it back in 2018, and then uh, I got two copies in the mail. And then I was like, "Why are there two copies?" Wait, and then real? I flashed back to 2018, where I was like, "This little game will sell out, and I'll sell the second one at a profit." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I forgot I said that." And I'm like, "That's even funnier too, because I'm almost tempted to actually everyone's buy it returning from you, it because I literally can't get it on PlayStation Network. It's anymore. gone. They got they got rid of it." I, I returned it to Amazon. Oh, okay. Fair also, enough. Also, you wouldn't want it. Uh, it. I also returned it because it had a cracked case. Oh, yeah. It was still in the packaging, but I saw it right at the top. So I was like, and I was like, oh, cool. There's my excuse to return it anyway. Yeah. But Fair I enough. still got mine. I think it was like 50 bucks too. I was like, oh, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. But, from yeah. all I've heard about Cyberpunk, I'm just like, man, I'm glad I didn't get it on launch. I'll wait for probably February. <laughs> you know what's funny? One of my buddies is playing it on his original Xbox One. And really? he says it's great. He's really? loving it. Really? Yeah, he's having no problems with it. I mean, power to him, I guess. If he if he's having a good time, I think <laughs> it varies person to person. But also, like they released like two patches so far that should have done a lot yeah. of work for uh, Xbox One and PS4 originals. Like I'm sure One uh, S and X and like PS4 Pro are a lot better. And if you're playing on a next gen console, I'm sure you're fine. If you're playing on PC, you're mostly fine. Uh, I also I think at this point it's just really people are just they're keeping the memes alive if anything so yeah I think it's yeah. oh god where where is where? that shit am I thinking of Harry Osborn from Spider-Man 1 where he's like you know what people love about heroes they love to see them fall was that in the third movie no that was from the first one I think when he was trying to convince Spider-Man to be a villain that was Norman Osborn. I was like, why did, why did, oh, did Harry, say Harry say that? I'm sorry, Norman. Yeah, I was like, I was trying to think about it. I was like, no, Harry Osborn, why would Harry say that? Man. James Franco, what are you doing? I should turn in my Spider-Man fan badge. That's that, yeah, you that's should. Yeah, leave your badge, sir. I still, dude, if you think about it, that was James Franco's most serious role. <laughs> no. Dude, look what at about, everything that's come out after. 28 hours. Uh, I never watched that. I'm not sure. I am neither am I. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I'm like, dude, I, I want to watch that for 128 hours. All I got two. Get me out of here. I ain't doing this. <laughs> but that was drums. I hit drums. I guess it's cymbals, though, not but drums. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guys, this is a Destiny episode. Yeah, <laughs> we just went from like, like Astrobot to. Let's like, pick a specific cyberpunk. place to actually like start. I guess before we get off on a tangent, then do we yeah. Want- I was like, before we get to my life, I want to talk about before I was conceived by my parents and talk <laughs> about my parents. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, so that that was kind of the road to Destiny and how I'm feeling about Destiny and our durations of it and stuff, but. I guess getting into the content itself, James, which we have talked about this before in our first impressions, but I really want to kind of expand upon it and get into it a little bit better because last time we did it, we also weren't as organized in terms of talking about it specifically. Uh, I guess starting off, James, how did you feel about the campaign? Just the length of the campaign itself, like Mm. how much it offered initially compared to, I guess, like what we've gotten before. Not, I guess with the other expansions like Shadowkeep, Forsaken, uh year one uh like the red war and shit how, how do you feel so i guess the story the length of the story specifically if you want to know is i thought it was okay it's it wasn't as long as i would like for like a, a huge story that i thought was gonna really focus on like the difference between light and dark and stuff like that and it honestly it really didn't it it was more just, you know, Eris is the new villain. Uh, Aramis. Aramis. Why did I say Eris? Oh, right. Because there is. You're thinking of the dark timeline, yeah. sir. Which, by the way, like the. We're not. We're yeah, like, the one lore, thing at a time, James. The lore one is thing at a cool, time. But like, so the story itself, I thought it could have been a little bit longer, um, but it wasn't like as short as some of the campaigns. Like it wasn't as short as uh, Curse of Osiris. It wasn't as short as. Um, that's why I didn't even mention those uh, that are Rasputin, Warmind, or whatever. Oh god, uh, Dark Below. Dark Below is probably one of the shortest ones. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the longest is still probably Taken King, huh? Oh, for sure. I feel like that is like the longest. So Beyond Light probably felt very close in length to Forsaken, because Forsaken had this thing where like it it only had like a like four or five story missions, but it there was like a break in between where you did a bunch of side quests to hunt down all the villains and stuff, uh, or at least most of them and beyond light, it kind of had a more focused story, but it didn't feel like there was, it was lacking in content necessarily. Cause there was a lot of like post con uh, or post campaign grinding and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I just kind of appreciated that the story, it may not have been super long, but at least it was a decently focused story. And I thought Aramis was like a pretty decent villain for a fallen character. I just, there are certain story beats that I wish we had been shown that we didn't. And, uh, if I guess like real quick, the biggest thing would be, we are constantly told throughout all of destiny too, throughout all of destiny that the darkness is bad. Don't fuck with the darkness because it will corrupt you and it is bad. Uh, and then our character gets exposed to stasis and we start using it and our ghost seems to be worried about it, but we never get to really be shown why we should be worried about it. And by the end of the campaign, it's like, Oh no, I guess it's fine. Everything's okay. Zavala tells you to stop using stasis because you don't need it anymore. Guardian Day as well is just fucking buzzkill, dude. It's so weird. Uh, <coughs> so, like, I guess what I 
so bife did a his own kind of impression video about uh beyond light and i really agree with him that like what would have been really cool is for those moments where you before you get your subclass permanently and you go to those cruxes and it gives you like like super recharged stasis uh powers like for a brief period of time yeah if during those periods of time the darkness had been speaking to us through our ghost like it had been done oh, in the past yeah. and it was saying shit like you know yes revel in in like destruction freeze your enemies in their path so they can't run from you like oh that would have been cool that yeah. would have been fucking creepy and and you would have been like oh wow yeah maybe maybe using this dark power can lead us down a dark path and like another thing that he pointed out is so the uh, the Exo Stranger's dark future timeline is talked about a lot in the lore book, and it's really, really cool. But I, I like Bife, wish we had been taken for like one mission to her timeline oh. to see the battle of like the dark guardians versus like the few light ones left. Like, what if we had been seen a tr- like a truly dark version of ourselves? Like, if we really fall to the uh, to the darkness and and use stasis like without thinking about it like this is what happens to us and what if he beats us what if like that- what if actually james hmm? for what if they do that as a season dude where that it's would- like the event is like paradox portals and you run through it and like they have a certain amount and they actually show like three different levels or something i would absolutely and it's like that so right? If they do do that in the future, then I'll recant my uh, <laughs> can, uh, my uh, complaints. But, no backsies, no taxis, sir. But it's just like it. It felt like they could have done a truly spectacular campaign to show us the the pros and cons of like light versus dark. But it ended up being just a really kind of basic storyline between just Aramis trying to use stasis to keep her elixir people alive and maybe not necessarily dependent on their machines or the traveler and varix is just like mm, no i think that's a bad idea and yeah i don't know don't i don't do that guardian stop her i, I also just wasn't a huge uh, fan of how we there's like one or two lines where we confront varix on like hey you're responsible for the uh prison of elders prison break which led to Kate's death. And he he's like, yeah, I'm aware of that. I'm really sorry about it, but that wasn't my intention. And then you just, you never bring it back. And I was just like, well, that was a missed opportunity. And Zavala's like, hey, he's going to he's gonna be leading your, your yeah. ops <laughs> Also that, that was weird. <laughs> also, I talked to the, the Awoken. They're cool. <laughs> he's like, I got you diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh, I, I think I maybe talked a little bit too long, but overall... Campaign length, I thought, was acceptable. It, okay. I, I would have liked it to be a little bit longer so we could see a bit more about the, the dark future personally. But it didn't feel too short, at the very least. Gotcha. Well, I can't I can't use those references personally because, James, I have... Even though I caught up on all the Bife stuff, I did not... I, I have not uh, started on his Beyond Light stuff. So I, I got like right before it and I was mm. like, cool, I'm all caught up. And then I'm like, I haven't gone back to my YouTube subscriptions. I haven't checked anything yet. So oh, I mean, enough. I'm sure there's some uh, 
some nice meat canyon animations i can watch too i'm excited but uh which guys if you haven't watched meat canyon you should go check it out it's pretty it's uh these awesome disturbing animated shorts that uh take things that exist and twist them into something dark and his voice is amazing it's fucking fantastic anyway i thought it was a it wasn't it's not the best length in terms of like you know getting all the shit you can but i thought it was a great length where they do a good job of hey here's the initial campaign and right after they're like oh but there's more story keep going keep going keep going yeah and it doesn't take you out of it really you're just like oh there's more to do and then uh i like that the initial missions you have to do is like it's it is similar to forsaken in that you have to hunt someone down and find them but this one it's like there's not the whole band of outlaws this time you're not hunting them down in adventures instead it's kind of do these things in these missions where you go kill these guys you have to get their attention then you get to them so it's like only like uh, two or three of yeah, them Yeah, you know what? now that i think about it i you know i brought up the the um forsaken campaign in terms of length but yeah you do literally hunt down like eris's like two out of eris's aramis's three generals and then like the third one you end up hunting down after the campaign yeah and it was cool because like you have your warrior it's like the the warrior the technocrat and the the priestess yeah the priestess uh which i thought was really cool uh i do think though I guess it could have been longer and we could have gotten more stuff. I think the only disappointment came in the terms of the antagonist just because I wanted more from her. Did you... I always feel like that's the, I guess, comparing her to Savathun where Savathun oh, yeah. is like the perfect enemy because we're getting so much shit from her where everything's lingering. She's leaving stuff like each season. So it's building up throughout all these different seasons to her. So you're like, oh, when you finally get there and you start fighting her, you're not like dissatisfied being like, that was so fast. You're like, oh, well, I mean, I've been fighting her for like three years yeah. now. So this is like the culminate. This is like the end game of that. Whereas this is just all in one campaign. And you're like, all right, bye, Aramis. <laughs> just like, I hardly knew yeah, you. So you bring that up that like Aramis kind of isn't a major villain in destiny like she's been ex- uh, she's been mentioned in lore before like bife did a whole video a long time ago on like the fallen the the possible leaders of the fallen houses that like yeah. might become the next kel of kells and aramis and her fallen her fallen are also in zero hour as well oh right, right, right those are hers so she's like the one doing the heist for outbreak perfected uh that's her so a lot of people have and I, I agree with the, uh, this sentiment, sentiment that Aramis doesn't feel like a major villain in Destiny. Like the, Beyond Light is supposed to be this huge expansion or whatever. And Aramis doesn't feel like a big bad guy like Gaul. She feels like a side, like this whole DLC feels like a side mission. And yeah, like, I would say and compared the to the, like the season even of the, the hunt stuff and the stuff with Sabathun and Sibut Rath, like that's what's like the main story of Destiny because that's what's ongoing. Yeah, I would say that. especially last season, getting all that stuff with Sabathun, even though it's like the darkness is coming, you're like, I'm, I'm not even fighting the darkness. I'm just fighting freaking Sabathun the whole time. And then yeah. like, uh, she keeps trying to knockers. intercept our calls. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sabathun is back again. Don't let her know we're here. It's like. The amount of things happening here, you'd think she'd find out because there's like one of these every 15 minutes, you know? Yeah. So 
<laughs> oh, Arrival. Those public events were crazy, but they were pretty cool. Uh, yeah, so otherwise, I'd say good length. Could have been better, but just to get more from Aramis, I, I guess. But I also feel like maybe she could have just been stretched more before this season or yeah. before this campaign. So it might be my main gripe. I, and that's another thing that Bive brings up is that, like, Aramis is a cool villain, but unless you are like really ingrained in the lore, you're not going to know who she is when yeah. you start beyond light. So it's her. There's not, it's going to feel like she came out of nowhere and there's no build up to her when there is a little bit. It's just, you got to dig for it. Yeah. And especially I'm, I was more excited because I am a big fan, like of all the different factions, I'm more the most interested in the Elixney. So I always like learning about their stuff and all the house stuff. Oh, they're fascinating because they they literally were us a long time yep. ago. Like not literally, but they Traveler came, they, they Traveler got all the good shit. Them, uplifted them, did all the same things it did for us, and then when the darkness came, it just left. And, and then they got fucked. And yeah, and they, they had their own collapse, and instead of building back up like we did, although to be fair, the traveler didn't leave for us. It just kinda like well, we stopped it from, it was going to leave too. Yeah. Just, uh, Rasputin saved us. <laughs> yeah, like, kind of, yeah. So Yeah, he's like, blow it up. <laughs> so it's interesting that the Fallen, unlike any of these other uh, factions that either want to capture the Traveler for the first time, like the Cabal, or that want to drain it of its light, like the um, like the uh, Hive, the Elixni are just, you know, us, if we had truly lost the Traveler. Yeah. Which I guess brings us into the characters, which through the characters, we kind of talk about the story. So we don't have to really like specify on that yeah, kind of thing. Fair enough. I guess starting off, James, the Dark Vanguard. We got the Stranger, of course. Yes. Elsie Bray. Yes. Uh, I we love have that, Morn, that. And we have uh, the Drifter himself, which pretty much felt like just having three hunters. <laughs> Because yeah, so... Eris was a hunter, uh, the stranger acts like a hunter, and also the drifter shoots like a hunter, so everyone just kind of is a hunter. Yeah, so you pointed this out to me a while ago. I, I thought that Eris was supposed to be the warlock, and uh, the drifter was supposed to be the hunter, and the uh, stranger was supposed to be a, a titan, because, you know, Eris just kind of gives off this air of a warlock. She... Her she does thing, like in the post, yeah. Yeah, her whole thing is like knowledge and stuff like that, and like you know, researching our enemies, which is what warlocks do in the in like you know when they're not shooting things. Uh, and I, you know, the drifter, I think, always was described as a hunter. And the only reason why I thought that Elsie was a titan was because in like the one cutscene of like them all fighting with each other or alongside each other, she does like a titan ground smash, and I was like, oh, well, well she's a titan but yeah i don't know i just it's think really they're confusing. all they're all just very hunter-esque in terms of their either their looks yeah. their past or their style so each one i get uh i really liked the exo stranger i mean i've i've i wanted to see her come back since destiny one so bad and i just thought she was gonna be you know a loose thread that they never got back to because like oh i guess she's not that important but now she's very very important oh yeah it's like basically coming back ever in almost every season probably like she's gonna be much more especially with the as they say uh stasis will evolve and all this stuff which means she'll have a part to play more so yeah. as things 
keep going. And I love her interactions with <clears throat> Anna, who is her sister, her long lost sister. Yep. Like, and like, I don't know. It was interesting to see that the, the exo stranger, at least in the lore books talks about how this is not her first time seeing the dark future. Apparently she keeps getting like sent back like groundhog's day. And every time she tried to like stay away from Elsie or from Anna to keep her away from stasis powers and away from the darkness. But every single time Anna turned bad. So this time she's trying to like, you know, introduce herself to her. And Anna's just like, wait a minute. You knew about me all this time and you never came along. I've been searching for my family this whole time. You knew I was doing that. (laughs) And it, it's interesting that it's not like a happy family reunion. Like there's tension there. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. And the, the tension increases cause it's like she knew she, and they're also, we're using the darkness and she finds out we're all using the darkness and it's yeah. just like, uh, yeah. And, uh, I guess drifter, he's always, he's been one of my favorite characters since they introduced him like a long time ago. I'm not, I don't know if I really like the changes to Gambit overall right now, but I still think the Drifter is a cool character. And I, I like that he, I don't know. I usually am not that into selfish characters, but he's the ultimate survivalist. Like he never gives yeah. a shit about the light or the dark. It's just whatever gets him to the next day. Pretty much. And he like, th- that's why I like, even though him and I guess they're really short to talk about, but Drifter and Erisborn, uh, even though they're present for the campaign, the minute the campaign's over, they're gone. Yeah. Like, so that's, which was weird. That's the biggest, uh, or one of the biggest complaints I have, I guess, in terms of the characters for this storyline is that the, the main players are Aramis and Varix and, uh, Elsie, but you know, the drifter and Eris are in there for like that one cutscene, And then you can talk to them around the campfire for, for a bit, for a bit but they never really play that big of a important part in the story. It's really weird. Yeah. You'd think they were at least talking to you more in the mission. I guess that's like a complaint. Like you, you wish there was more interaction with them, especially after season of the arrival, the amount of time you talk to them both. Mm -hmm. And then like, all of a sudden you get here and like their banter continues as you can see, like they've been working together a lot. It makes me wonder how much of it was uh, working in quarantine. Like, could they just not get the voice actors all the time? Cause there's a, uh, a news story came out a while ago that one of my personal favorite side missions in uh, Beyond Light was uh, it's like the drifter sends you on a mission, but for some reason while you're on the mission, like instead of him calling you, the ghost is oh the grenade launcher for uh, yeah 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 for uh, salvation yeah for salvation yeah that's grip. when well that's when yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so the 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 whole time the ghost is like impersonating the drifter like oh I, you know if he were here talking to us what would he say and it's yeah, like it's nolan north just fucking it's so funny because it's it's <laughs> nolan north pretending to be a different voice actor like through his goat or pretending to be ghost pretending to be another character in the game so it's just so interesting and that apparently happened because they could they were having trouble um scheduling the voice actor who plays the drifter for like all all these like sessions or whatever so they were like, hey, Nolan, can you, like, do a Drifter voice? And he did, and it was, like, perfect. And they were like, okay, maybe do it less perfect. 
and and it ended up being what it was in the game uh and i thought that was a really clever solution but maybe that's why uh they have that one really cool uh cutscene with eris and the drifter and then they are like barely in it for the rest of it yeah and i did love the that that cutscene was amazing and you do see like you see drifter like you know now his weapon which is your one of your main gambit weapons trust. you get from him which is trust yeah, he heavily utilizes trust, so he's not even a, an exotic wielder. He's just a legendary wielder. He's like, I just like... That's what he always says. He's like, don't worry, guys. Trust. And you're just like, yeah. all right. I guess uh, to round it, uh, round out the whole of uh, my impressions of the Dark Vanguard, Eris... I mean, er- we've had Eris for a long time, so I, you know, my impression of her hasn't really changed. I think she's a really interesting character because, you know, she had her light stolen from her on the moon, but she was able to basically claw her way back out of the darkness by, you know, learning hive magic. It's really yeah. interesting. But the most interesting thing for uh, this DLC for Eris again, is in the lore books where she seems to be going down a dark path. Like it's unclear. Cause like maybe this future, our future is going to be different, but she became like the main villain in the dark future and there's a lore book another a separate lore book in uh this dlc where she's currently writing um letters to people about like you know i i i want to help you understand why i'm using stasis powers like she writes one to zavala she writes one to ikora uh she writes one to asher wherever he is one to marisov yeah and she, I haven't read any of the lore. I'll tell you right now. I've been saving it all up. I'm just like letting it all kind of build up there. So and I'm like, oh shit. I'm getting worried for Eris because her letters were like the basic sentiment was like, no one will be able to stop us now that we have darkness. And if we wield it alongside the light, we will crush all our enemies and I will grind the hive into dust. And it's just like, uh. Oh, I hope Eris isn't actually being corrupted by the stasis because that would be really sad to see her actually go really dark. Yeah, uh, and then we have to kill Eris. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah, but I guess we'll we'll see. Uh, uh, hopefully, like the whole thing with the dark timeline too is like we're the ones that stop it, and she's saying like yeah. so far we're doing good at altering it because uh, it's like Aramis is the catalyst point, I guess. For yeah, us, so. so supposedly the the major turning point was Aramis led a, like an attack on the last city and now that can't happen because we defeated Aramis maybe not permanently because when she froze over I'm just like mm, she might come back I don't know yeah I hope she, I mean I also hope she comes back that's yeah. all like we'll talk about her in just a sec but not for sure and I mean pretty much other than that like once they're gone you know like Aris returns to the moon Drifter returns to the annex where he's just yeah. like Hey, you want to play some Gambit? And you're like, oh shit, no, I don't actually. <laughs> I only did in Season of Forsaken, and after that, I never want to play it again. Really, <laughs> really, like, truly, man, shit. Uh, but I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that man. That mode. We'll, we'll talk about that later too. Maybe we'll see. We'll, we, I didn't even think about. I didn't even think about talking about Crucible and Gambit. We'll we, we'll see. We'll see it like later on. But uh, yeah, I definitely am enjoying, especially because uh the stranger is definitely yeah that's the oldest one we've been waiting for she was only around in the very like the vanilla campaign of destiny one and that was it never again and she basically became like a joke 
Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, well, that was funny. It was just like one of those things, just like you see the trailer for Destiny originally, and you see like uh, Aldrin, I guess the way he is now, where he's like pointing a yeah. gun at you in the fucking outskirts, and you're like, hey, buddy. And you like get to the game, and you're like, we never got that. What the fuck was that? And then th- it was like kind of that, like that in the game with Stranger. But we finally hit her, which means like they probably, I bet they have like a whole checklist story-wise and character-wise of like hey what are the things that we have never addressed and that was probably at the very top because it was the oldest thing they had which we still have other things like we still have like what shin malfer we have the other dredgens we have um uh what's her face uh Ephrodite's, like uh oh yeah her like peaceful guardians whatever they're doing we got dude we still got uh what's his face uh lysander is it lysander 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 isn't he the one that like he had like a his faction there's like the faction war or something oh yeah i vaguely know what you're talking about and they left but they're still all alive or something so it's like a weird not it's like a not dark guardians but it's like a dark faction that's not the dredgens so there's them technically I, i think uh, there, there's just all these different ones, and uh, I guess now we, we, you know, we got we finally got Osiris, so we don't have to deal with him. But that was like the other oldest thing, but that was addressed luckily. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we were waiting on, James, because let's see, it was like Destiny One. That was really the only thing. They also brought brought back Saint Fourteen. Yeah, Saint Fourteen. Uh, but I'm thinking like Crota. There, we got all the stuff from Crota. We got all the stuff. I mean, from really, King King. The biggest things we're still waiting on are like finally confront, like actually confronting Savathun and now Sivaroth. Yeah, the wolves were taken care of. Uh, all the the Siva stuff was done. So I think honestly, Stranger was the only thing we had left in Destiny One, at least that far back of like kind of the main stuff. And then I think Destiny Two. Uh, now the, the 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 next thing we gotta wait for is uh is our boy Mithrax. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh that's the next thing coming. I feel like. Well, didn't Ferrex mention him like a bunch in? Yes, he said like so. The whole thing too is uh, which I you know I'll just get to that now. Like the whole thing is like uh, when you're fighting Aramis and all this stuff. There's the elixir that aren't part of on her side they're like we don't want to do this we we agree with varics uh darkness is not the way we want to get the fuck out of here like you've fucked up europe before us thanks yeah. and so they're ready to evacuate and you're helping get you get their transportation ships out of there like those like skiffs that's what they're called skiffs yeah and varics is like you know summer fling to house of dusk still because i keep forgetting that house still technically exists and there's no le- real there's not really a leader for it right now is there like, like, there's no i don't know i don't remember i don't even think bife had a, a dude that in mind like who's leading them now but there's still dusk technically because they're still all over the place like they're the fallen that are on eduz uh nessus the moon so they're still there but we have uh, the House of Light, which is Mithrax's. And he's like, yeah, I'm sending all my guys to the House of Light. So what we thought originally, like before uh, this came out, we thought it would be like a weird three-way war between like the House of Light, the House of Judgment, and the House of Dark. But we didn't. And it yeah. turned out House of Dark was actually House of Salvation. And Varric seems like he was just still the counselor. And he counseled Aramis for a bit. Yeah. It's really weird because that's another thing that's touched in the lore where 
like so during the prison break Varix came to Aramis and was like hey I want to help our people and she's like well fuck you you're a traitor you're working with the the fallen or the awoken and with the humans like you're no elixney anymore you're like you're just a traitor and he's just like well you may feel like that but I I still need someone to help me lead the people. Like I I want to help the Elixni, but we need a leader. And apparently he didn't feel I guess he was capable of being a leader. So he was like, Aramis, you're strong. People respect you. People will follow you. And unfortunately, she eventually got uh, corrupted by darkness. And that's also another thing that's covered in the in the lore where she basically she felt personally offended by the traveler leaving. Like she apparently she is old enough to remember the fall of the Elixni. Yeah. So she remembers seeing the traveler like flee and run away and leave them to their uh, destruction. And she never forgave it for that. And so for that reason, which is understandable. Yeah. And so she <laughs> yeah. kind of started thinking more along the lines of the sword logic, like the hive do where like, you know, if we, if we were only strong because we relied on the traveler, then were we ever really strong? What we need to do is focus on our own strength and then we will be strong. And so that's why she's like, I guess becomes uh, in, in the crosshairs of the darkness where it's, it's like, Oh, this one thinks like we do. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think Aramis I guess to move on a little bit, Aramis is, I think, a very interesting villain. She had, I like that her, one thing I like in a villain is when they're not just completely bad for bad sake. And, they have good intentions, or at least they have yeah. good reasoning for why they do things. And Aramis may have become, she may have lost her uh, perspective and her focus with like, you know, getting corrupted with darkness. Because all of a sudden at some point she's just like, I'm going to release the, the, Vex on Europa, and that'll add to my forces. And Varix is just like, what? What? No. Why would you do that? Yeah, that was like the big like. So it's like you're starting Vietnam for no reason. So she, she does all these terrible things, but in even at the end of the day, or at the end of the day, what really matters to her is whether or not the Elixni as a species continue to survive. Yeah. And so she, that's all that matters to her is like making her people strong enough to not rely on anyone. Even the only the issue too being like that of like where she's when she releases the Vex too, Varix is like, you're going to kill our people. And she's like, oh, many will die, but we'll be stronger for it. And yeah. it's just like, ah, so what you know, so that that's what how I felt about Aramis. How, how'd you think? I liked her a lot. I just, like I said, I wanted more of her. Mm. And I think I hopefully will get that where, you know, at the end of it, we see her freeze uh, in the stasis. And through it, I did like her talking. Her her and Varric's, uh, uh dialogue in the, in the first time you run through the strike is probably the best dialogue in the campaign. It's very sure. interesting because uh, he still wants to be friends with her. Yeah, they, were, like, they used to be friends at least. Yeah, and he's just like, we could still work together. We could do this. You just have to stop doing what you're doing. And she's like, no, no, no. And, like, basically, she she keeps accusing him, and he's always on the defense until finally, like, you know, Varric snaps, and he, like, starts telling her, like, you were the failure, 
and all this other stuff. And you can tell it guts to her because she's like, fuck you. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, oh, okay. And then she then she unleashes the Vex. And then Varix is like, what have you done? And we're like, man, this is going to suck. There's like three bosses. They're like, there's the mini, there's the mini boss and then the big boss. And they keep spawning and the fucking, fucking wyverns are everywhere. And Dude, fucking... <laughs> up until you like get certain, like wyverns. Decent, yeah, wyverns. once you get like decently high enough level, like wyverns aren't as big of a problem but dude early on they fucking suck <laughs> i always when i see they when they do the jump and i see it's coming i'm like fuck <laughs> like i'm trying to get out so of the way to avoid it because like, <laughs> i remember when they first showed the previews of those uh those new enemies and i'm like everyone thought it was like a creepy joke where i was like what the fuck is that because <laughs> it's like what if it's really powerful it looks so ridiculous but what if it's really strong when we get to it we're just like and we thought Minotaurs could be bad sometimes, but these dudes just, like, took it to a whole new level. I was like, damn, wyverns are assholes. Yeah, we were, like, making fun of it. Like, oh, they just slapped legs on a harpy. It's like, oh, no, don't make fun <laughs> of the wyverns. They're they coming at you, bro. They don't even need hands. They just said, look, mom, no hands. And they fucking jump at you and you go flying and you're like, oh, God. God no, like God forbid you're near a wall, because then you're fucking dead. The impact of the hit will just kill you. So either you hit a wall too hard or you fall into a pit. It's it's so annoying. Like, oh, I hate it. it when it's like the areas where you can see there's like you're just gonna if you fall you're dead. You're just like don't don't do it. Don't yeah. don't you do it. Don't you dare. Not to like go too far on a tangent, but that's my biggest pet peeve in Destiny right now is when enemies end up killing me not. By just like sheer damage and like oh i just didn't get cover or get into cover fast enough it's like no 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 we're just gonna launch you into a pit i just oh, i hate it <laughs> don't you just hate it when the architects are like you are dead dead <sighs> dead yeah yeah it's great but yeah Aramis, i i really want to see her return i want more of her which is like i said the problem with her was we just didn't get enough otherwise yeah. i wanted a lot more especially like you continue after and i guess we could just there's not too much else to say. Like, she is the epitome of, like... At first, there was, like, the epitome of a pirate, and then we get her as, like, a... Uh, oh, just yeah. Pretty much, she is a revenger. She just wants vengeance, and she just wants to beat the shit out of the Traveler for leaving, which I totally understand, but right now, we're getting stuff from him, so yeah. uh, we gotta stop you. <laughs> yeah, like, she literally was a pirate. She, her name used to be Aramis Shipstealer. Yeah, so she, she was, like, the epitome of... Not being an Elixnia, but being the Fallen. So I like that idea. Uh, I guess jumping in now, we've talked about the Dark Vanguard. We've talked about Aramis. Uh, before we get to Varix, I guess we should talk about her her trio, her Empire Hunt employees. Right, keep talking. My cat's uh, trying to get to the food that we keep in my closet. <laughs> I didn't okay. realize he could actually get up there. Gotcha. All right. Well... We get uh, three new kind of like her lieutenants that we have to go after one by one. And the two we actually take care of before we get to Aramis is uh, Praxis. And I'm going to be honest, I already forgot the other one's name. But uh, one is, I forget which one is which, but I think Praxis was the warrior. It was like the first one we face is Praxis's, I think... James, was Praxis the warrior or was Praxis the technocrat? Dude, I'm so bad with names. I can't remember which one is which. Uh, do you remember the other one's name? No, strangely, Praxis is the only one I remember. It's because it's like the one is called Praxis. The other one I just called the technocrat and the other is... Uh, okay, so Praxis the was, the war- was the like, warrior. Yeah, so 
the priestess's name was uh wait I knew this I knew this it was in my head no come on no fuck I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll look it up I don't want to deal with this but uh yeah the I guess Praxis was the first woman Praxis was the warrior we get the warrior and it's just be like uh Aramis's best fighter and she like challenges you after a while and it's really cool then we get the technocrat and he's just like a <laughs> he's like i like experimenting on vex and uh, other yeah. shit and you're just like oh okay bro uh you're in you're weird and then we get uh critis that that was her name critis oh, i think all right the priestess and each yeah so it's like once uh it, it feels it's like basically war technology and religion you're just like okay Fight one of each. Go ha- go ahead and have some fun there. But I think my favorite was Praxis, just because I like the whole warrior code thing she had going on. Critis was interesting because she was like the post-game campaign yeah, villain. Yeah, I thought her her mission was really, really cool. I also like that you fight her like on the like helipad-looking thing where Aramis is frozen. So that's like a cool little set-piece thing there. Um also, I just I'm just very interested in how Aramis or oh no, you literally just said the priestess's name. What was her name? Critis. Critis. Like she's constantly saying that like Aramis ha- is not dead. She's only transforming. And I like I I really wanted that to be like leading into her being the uh, final raid boss. And but like like somehow you stop Critis from resurrecting her, but that didn't happen. Oh well. Yeah, and I think I almost had it. I don't. Oh my god! I would like. It's like I found her wiki, and I'm trying to find like all the others that are supposed to be there, but it's like not showing me the other ones. I'm just like you bastard. Oh wait, here, House of Salvation should maybe have them in it. Here we go. Ha 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 ha. Got it. All right. So we first had uh, Praxis. No, it was Phylax. Phylax oh, was the warrior, Praxis was the technocrat, and uh, Critis was the priestess. Those were the three. And I know there's supposed to be Atrax is the other one, but Atrax, she, remember, uh, uh, Aramis is like, Atrax, go wake up, go get the body ready. Yes. And so I'm pretty sure Atrax is probably in Deepstone Crypt, I'm Atrax assuming. Atrax is in the Deepstone Crypt, yes. Okay, cool, cool. So... And I won't really, we won't talk about just because we haven't played it yet, but we both know who the, the fucking Deep Stone Crypt boss is, in which I was like, oh, yeah. which I love. I love because it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the fallen enemies. I think the only, I won't say it just because we will talk about it. Like I said, James, we'll just talk about the raid in general okay. when we get to it. Fair enough. But uh, yeah, so I, I think I liked Phylax the most and then I liked uh, Critis and then Praxis because Praxis was just like a creepy asshole. He was just like, I have experiments and I want you to do them for me. And you're like, okay, well, when do I get to kill you? I just want to kill you. Whereas Phylax, I I just, uh, the dialogue that Phylax had just seemed a lot more interesting of what she was talking about. And then Critis does definitely go for that, uh, hey, she's coming back. And you're like, what does that, what does that mean when we get to see this? Like, just, I wanted to, I wanted to get to, um, Critis and be shaking you're like what is it what's she coming on is the next season is it like next year what's going on what is it what is it happening it's like did you ever watch that um 
There's, did you ever watch the Ego Raptor videos? His animated videos? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course. Remember the Legend of Zelda one where his uncle's dying and he's like, Zelda's your. Zelda's your. And he dies. And he's like, Zelda's my what? Zelda's my what? What are you going to say? I think it was like Link to the Past or something because it's like there's a mystery or something. I like don't the dude dies. Oh, uh, well, he's freaking out. He's like, well, what was she? I need to know. Is she like my secret long lost sister or something? I got to know. <laughs> if I'm gonna, I want to bang her. So I don't you know, want to freak out about that stuff. And he starts shoving like the fairy into the dude's mouth. It was like crazy. Uh, but My cat's doing yeah. some weird shit. I'm going to get him out of my room. Okay. <laughs> yeah, guys, you should uh, go watch Egoraptor. What is his name now? His real name. Um, I think his name is Aaron, I think. But they do Game Grumps now. It's like a... It's like uh ego raptor except it's less work for more money because they don't do awesome he doesn't do awesome animations anymore he just does let's plays but he he still has like i guess his his very humorous personality so it's worth a watch i'm sure i don't watch let's plays though because they're boring james is still trying to find his cat so i'll just keep talking here um yeah so we talked about really the three lieutenants, which I don't think we'll go further on. We talked about Aramis. We've talked about the Dark Vanguard, or they will be the Dark Vanguard, which I will say, like, uh, James will come back and hear about it. But, like, the Dark Vanguard is really cool, and we'll probably get more of them. And it's going to be interesting if there is a some form of conflict we might get between the Dark Vanguard and the current Vanguard. I'd love uh, to see that. I mean, yeah. to be fair, they haven't... I don't think they ever specifically called them the Dark Vanguard, but that but is. But we we just call everyone calls them that, yeah, yeah. And then uh, our final character to really talk. Well, I guess there's two characters left, uh, but uh, Varix is. Uh, yeah, I don't really have too strong opinions about Varix out of this DLC because again, like he's a character we've had before. I liked him beforehand. He's one of he was one of my favorites just because it's interesting that we don't get too many Elixni that speak english and even fewer that are i shouldn't say even fewer uh and it's also just as rare to see them as like an ally yeah i mean at least on our side like the the fallen no not the fallen the awoken have less of an issue with working with the fallen it seems but uh it that's just not a thing that as someone of the city like a as a um guardian of the city you generally don't see the or work with the fallen so varix i've always liked for that reason it's just i don't know he i i already mentioned that like i what i was expect uh, looking forward to the most seeing varix again was confronting him about uh, the death of Cade, and that ended up really going nowhere so i felt more disappointed with uh their what they did with Ferrex than anything, honestly. I think yeah, it was just okay. I do wish we did get more of that whole, like the whole feelings with Cade and stuff, especially uh, at one point uh, we go to return to the Dark Vanguard and they're gone and you just see a couple frames and you're like, why are there frames here? And you go inside and Zavala's here and he's like, I thought I'd yeah. find you here. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing here, old man? Get out of here. Get out of my room. <laughs> and you're like, uh, you just talk to Zval for a bit and he's gone. You're like, all right, that was fun, Zval. Don't come back. Just stay at your tower. Have fun. And uh, later on, you know, he he talks to you going like, hey, we still have work to do on Europa. And uh, Varix will be your 
I guess your liaison for Europa yeah. from now on. And you're like, okay. And he's like, it's because of his, his extensive knowledge on the area plus of the fallen themselves. Yeah. And he's like, I've worked out a uh, temporary immunity from the Awoken as well. So like, it was just interesting to hear that where he didn't say anything else about it too. It was just like, all right. And eventually you could tell too, like your ghost is fine with him at a certain point, but uh, he does like, briefly talk about things and he's like my bad and at the same time i was still like yeah it's fine don't worry about it, bro you do just do what you do and you it's fine it's okay i mean the last one do but it's you know oh well that was like that was like three years ago now <laughs> or two years ago i'm not even sure how long it's been and otherwise he, he's cool and i like conversing with him even though now he has a lot less to say now that you've done everything in the campaign like you're just yeah. like all right barracks i hope they keep you around with other stuff to talk about so hopefully there's more dialogue for him because honestly barracks is one of the characters i've missed hearing from as well so yeah. i really want to i want more from him so i guess the two characters i want the more of the most is aramis and barracks aramis just to learn more about her barracks i just like to hear uh just hear him interact with our character more more often. And maybe some other characters, too. I'd love to hear him interact with the Dark Vanguard and be like, hey, why are y'all fucking perving on me? Like, what's going on? Yeah, that was another like, interesting... That, so, like, Varix is very... He's one of the characters that is very against you using stasis. He kind of yeah. accepts it through uh, throughout the course of For the For us specifically. But he's like, yeah, no, I've... With my own eyes seen what it does to people with Aramis... I don't want that to happen to you. Yeah. And it's funny too, because Varix, I would say the Varix aligns more with the city than Eris Morn and Drifter do easily. Ironically, like you just did a few things that were questionable beforehand. I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Cause like the whole prison break thing, like he did that because he was worried about the state of the Elixni. Yeah. He did it for his people, which it's like I said, it was understandable. It's like, man, you got your race to worry about and you've just been helping everyone else's and you've just ended up killing fallen so far when you, yeah. when you do your thing. So I guess so. what I meant was like, he's not really on the side of the city. He's on the side of the Elixni. And if the city can help the Elixni, then he'll help. He'll, he'll be on the city. Yeah. Which I think will come in due time. Once we get more house of light. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much the characters, James, uh, moving on to the activities. Uh, so we got like, you know, Lost Sectors, Empire Hunts, yeah. Public Events, and the Exo Challenge. Do you want to throw in like just the overall impressions of Europa? Because that all that stuff is on yeah. Europa. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Uh, pretty much Europa itself, I would say. Uh, it's more... It feels like there's more to do than it is on like the moon. Yeah. I feel like. It's just ironically like the moon has Altars of Sorrow where this doesn't. But it just has a lot of other things. So you don't necessarily look for something wave-based, which I'm fine with at the same time. Yeah, uh, they brought back Lost Sectors in a good way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, which I haven't really utilized. Like I've done Lost Sectors more so for stasis specifically, like utilizing you know all the quests revolving stasis is always like oh go to this Lost Sector and then you'll go talk to meet up with Elsie. Uh, oh yeah, and you guys will work together and stuff. But otherwise, I haven't actually done like the. Uh, the harder lost sector versions for the yeah. exotic. I have, yeah. yeah, I haven't done a solo uh, hard run on any of the um, the lost sectors yet, and that's yeah, that's how you get the like the new exotic arm pieces and helmets and stuff. They sound really fun. It's just um, 
what I really liked of the Lost Sectors was that, like, at least the first time you do them, they actually have story to them. Like, Elsie gives you a little bit of backstory of, like, what each place was all about and, like, why it was there. And I think my favorite is the one where you go through the Lost Sector that's, like, overrun with Vex. And it literally, um, you free a bunch of frames and they, like, help you Dude, out. Dude, that one's so... I love that. And then, except they, they do kill some of the Vex, but sometimes before they do, they just shoot off their heads. So then all you have all these raging Vex uh, yeah. running at you and you're like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God, here they come. Yeah. I... I like that one. That one is probably my favorite because you don't really get that type of interaction. Like the last time, the only time you really get allies helping you is Forsaken with these spiders uh, associates. When like the spiders uh, uh, yeah. fall and help you out. This is like the only other time you get that besides like the beginning of Shadowkeep when like the ships help you break through shit. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I, I, I really want more of this. This is uh, what I thought was really cool. And I do like that... I haven't tried it, so I could be wrong. But I do like that now there is a purpose for Lost Sectors again. Like, that you can come back for exotic items. And isn't it? Yeah. Even if you get them, you can come back and try again for better better uh, roles. Yeah, honestly, like, I really like the idea of giving... Uh, yeah, Lost Sectors are not just, like, a part of the map now. It's an activity. Like, you can go there and you can play harder versions for better loot. And I just, even just the idea of having different difficulty levels for them is really cool. Yeah. And I, have you gotten anything yet? Have you gotten any of the exotics yet? I haven't, no. like I said, I haven't tried so much. No, I, haven't done it myself. I, ha I haven't tried any solo runs to get those yet. Okay. I mean, I have some of the new weapons. Like I got, I have a uh, lament, which is a really cool sword. I don't think I, I haven't gotten that. And I, have no, I mean, I'm, I'm in the quest for it currently. And I have no time to explain in Salvation's Grip, but I don't have Cloud Strike yet. I Which one is Cloud Strike? You get them for doing the... Ex, I can't remember if you do the, get them for possibly doing the Exo Challenge or for doing okay. the um, Nightmare Hunts. Not Nightmare Hunts. So uh, I have... Hunts. Okay, yeah, because I, I also I have Salvation's Grip, and I have uh, No Time to Explain. I have also Masterworked. I have the Masterwork for No Time to Explain. I got that mm, done as well, same. which I'm happy about. Uh, and I actually, I think I just got Cold Hearts Catalyst. I just got Sweet so Business last next. night from like a random uh, I, I, I'm happy I did all those ones, but like currently I think I just have Cold Heart and Rat King, and I just need to find someone with Rat King to do I that. I have Rat King. Do you have the catalyst? Oh no, I don't. I don't have that. Fuck. I don't know if you need them to have the catalyst too. If not, then we should totally just uh, use racking. Okay. Uh, I just want that catalyst done. I hate. I hate that I have to wait for someone to, for to do that one. It's just annoying. But uh, anyway, uh, I do. Like I said, I, I like that the lost sectors have that, and I hope to get them all because uh, I think it's like three gear pieces, three exotic gear pieces per class. That you can get currently for this mm. season and i do like that it's behind this so and it's also in the cosmodrome too like you can get the lost sectors it's like i think it's two europa and one cosmodrome that you can switch between i'm not too sure though but yeah if you want better day. roles you just come back again but i think it's a, a good if not temporary way to reincorporate lost sectors i don't know how long it'll last because you know eventually 
will lose interest and not touch those again for probably quite some time. Yeah, it feels like one of those things where once I actually get around to doing them and get the exotics that I'm looking for, like, there's probably not going to be much reason for me to do it unless there's, like, specific bounties that want me to do it, but I, I don't think there have been any of those. Yeah. Uh, public public events. I, I like the new public events. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they brought, like, uh, previous ones, like Vex, uh, the Vex, uh, what do you call it? When they all... They're coming the towards the center. Yeah, the Vex Conflicts where you get to defend the, the middle wall also. If you want to make it heroic, you like hit those those portals on the outside and like load those up, uh, which takes some time. You also have like yeah. the Fallen Glimmer Mining. Um, but the new one is pretty cool. It's like the Crux comes and it yeah. unlocks those three Fallen... What are they called? Those uh, bipedal walkers? Briggs? Yeah, Briggs. It, yeah. Uh, like you have three massive Briggs you have to fight. It took me a or... while to re- figure out how to like make that heroic. Yeah. Oh, those the little drones that yeah. fly up above. Yeah, you have to kill those, and then you get a so you get that really really big brig, and then you're yeah. like, oh shit, kill it, kill it. I, but I, I, I do like, like that, that new uh, public event. Um, the public event, just because like, I I know I've I mentioned it on the podcast before. I love mechs. Like that's the only kind of anime that I generally tend to watch is like mech anime or anime with me- a giant mechs in it. That's why I love Evangelion so much. And so if you throw mechs into Destiny, even if I'm not in one, if I'm just fighting them, I am very much a fan. <laughs> and I do like, even though, you know, there's still no, like, new race or anything, and they're like, well, we need to incorporate new stuff, uh, yeah. even though it's just Vex and Fallen, you get you get Wyverns, you get uh, Briggs, and you get certain Fallen Captains with stasis abilities, so now there's, like, new shit to watch out for, because yeah. they'll fucking freeze you. Now it's almost weird that you don't see any of those units anywhere but Europa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You go anywhere else and you're like, the fuck is this? But you're also kind of, you're, there's like a sigh of relief. You're like, oh, thank God, no wyverns. True. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, public events are cool. Uh, the Empire Hunts are fun to relive, but they also feel a little long. Yeah. Uh, I only do them if I really have to. Otherwise, like, uh, also for the, um, I guess, talking about too, like, uh, besides, you know how, like, you have to do progress for each seasonal vendor. And you, like, mm-hmm. upgrade stuff and upgrade whatever you're utilizing. They have that for this, which is nice, that it's like, oh, this is one you don't have to worry about as much because it's not disappearing. It's with the campaign, not the season. Yeah. So you're, like, doing all these things that give you better drops for Europa, especially, like, the the, the crystalline... Uh, basically, the uh, the Braytech gear that you can get for your character. Yeah, Christocrine Among other things. Yeah, it's, like, Christa, Christocrine, Crystal Clear... <laughs> Crystal geyser water. I'm not too sure. It's one of those. Don't worry about it. Uh, which I actually forgot. I said Basically there was like one more gear. character. Speaking of Braytech, uh, <laughs> Clovis Bray was also interesting. Yeah. He only got introduced after the raid was completed, which was, I thought it was really cool that I I was kind of right on that. Like they didn't, uh, well, they did kind of open up a new part of the map, but it was like not a new, new part of the map. It was like a new you can, hidden areas so we couldn't like, get to, areas we couldn't access yet yeah there was like, like you see the portals were like always stuck there's there. an extra part of uh bray exoscience uh yeah. opened up and it's really interesting yeah and I also know, i guess clovis bray is a dick <laughs> clovis bray is an asshole don't he's just a he's, he's yeah. a piece of shit. but he's yeah. very fascinating and i i can't wait to see like where like how he'll be useful in the future or if he'll be even like an ally because again, yeah. in the lore, there's stories of him basically willing to tra- like trade all the lives. lives of everyone on Earth 
to protect his like investments on Europa, and it's just insane. Bray or Clovis Bray is the uh, the destiny equivalent to the one percent in real life, but like <laughs> a super psychopathic one percent who's literally just like the only person who matters is me. So like the current one percent in real life, as I was saying, I guess that's yes. That's, anyway, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> or like the point five percent. Yeah, it's like point five percent. The even worse part of the one percent. <laughs> uh yeah so uh, pirates are cool i just uh if i have to choose them i honestly usually because dude Cretus is really long i i usually will go with uh uh phylax because i just like fighting the warrior and yeah that one i think that, that one's way. the quickest yeah so i would always go for phylax otherwise uh if i can not have to do them again i would prefer that but also it's still great content to relive because those are still some fun fights my only complaint is that they introduced those after the campaign and Varix phrases it as like, hey, you killed Aramis and her generals, but there's more than just like four Elixni out there. And now there's a power vacuum. So we need to stop whoever comes by next to that wants to take up the throne. But then you just end up fighting the same people you already did. So I was just like, that's yeah. a, a weird narrative disconnect of like, but I, also- it would have been cool if kind of like how the spider has like, a dozen or so wanted characters that you can get bounties for. Oh like yeah. That'd be pretty I, cool. I wish there had been like, instead of redoing the story missions again and again, I would have preferred them just have a rotating pool of like side characters with different uh, names and maybe slight different abilities or whatever. Just so there's a little bit more variety to it. Yeah. No, that, that would have been cool. Or, Hopefully he means to, like, you never know. Maybe there's going to be more seasonal. Like I said, I'm hoping for more seasonal shit uh, in the future, but we'll see. And last is the Exo Challenge, which I only tried one of, and I was like, dude, I don't like Exo Challenges because I don't want to spend this much time in it. Yeah. I think the one that you did was probably one of the harder ones. Uh, Okay. I was like, are they all this long? I was like, dude, this is... I don't want to do this with my other characters. I I only want to do this once. Uh, One kind of involves taking down like a giant vex conflux where you have like only just you don't have that many platforms to work with so it's like a jumping uh, thing uh and then there's another one where it's basically just like a point defense where you just fight a bunch of waves of enemies that one's probably the easiest except for the fact that it's easy to get overrun it's but it's the most straightforward i guess I, I like the exo challenges. I like the idea that it these are challenges that um, what's his name Clovis made for Elsie so that she could train in her like new exo body and get used to it and stuff like that. Yeah. But and this feels like a little bit nitpicky, but there's only three exo challenges. So if they had had like one more. And I feel like, you know, there's some creative people at, at Bungie. They could have figured out, like, one more challenge to do. Then, instead of it rotating through, like, every three weeks, then you'd have one for every week of the month. And you could have oh. a whole month of content and just be like, oh, well, now that the month is done, rotate back to the original. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it Like I said, it feels nitpicky to be like, oh, they couldn't do one more, but... It just that would have made it a nice like month long rotation instead of like this weird three week thing. I don't know. Yeah, I'll see. Uh, I guess once I try the other two, I'll see how they go. I, like so far, the one I, only one I've done is uh, 
you actually have to keep going to fires otherwise you freeze to death and then when you yeah. finally get to the top like uh then you have to deal with like a bunch of bo- uh, a big boss as well as um a shit ton of ads and it's like fallen but it's just so much and i'm i think like you can't die otherwise you're pretty much screwed so the whole time i'm just like running my ass around and running laps just like trying my best not to die and hoping to get a good drop from uh ads to fall to get like special yeah. and heavy ammo or if i can potentially get my super but god it was insane and then uh the strike, the glassway strike. I liked that a lot. Uh, that was once again the strike where like Aramis and Varix have their conversation. But when you jump in as a strike afterwards, uh, it's actually Elsie talking to you. Yeah, yeah. I even like that the ghost starts talking or referring to her as El- uh, Elizabeth and not yeah. stranger. Yeah, it's really cool and uh, that one's very very Vex focused. Like I said, so you got like a shit ton of wyverns. You got like the big. Um, uh not uh yeah hydra you got like the hydra you have to fight Mm -hmm. and stuff like you get the little hydra and then you got them really really big hydra but uh honestly it was a well done strike it's a great strike that was added and um there's not really much else to say other than the other strike uh what's it called the strike where you have to fight the witch oh yeah the the one in the cosmodrome i think i might like that one a little bit more that one's fun. That one's also, it's quite long. I remember playing it. Wasn't that, was that from Vanilla or was that from Dark Below? I thought that that was a new one. Did, was that a thing that they did? No, I remember it before. Huh. I think it was from before. I'm pretty sure just because, uh, or I could be I think wrong. parts of it, th- it, parts of it are like the, um, Omnigal, original uh, strike. But isn't Omnigal still coming back? Or is, was that Omnigal? No, that was Navoda. No, I know that was Navoda, but I'm saying, like, uh, was that supposed to be the Omnigal strike? I think it's supposed to be, like, close enough to it, but it's not just, like, straight up, here's the uh, Omnigal strike again. Even though they're giving us the other two strikes again? Or at least similar? I'm not sure if it'll be the exact same strikes. We're getting... Oh. Uh, Remember Saber? We're getting like that fallen Saber that goes after Respute, and oh. then we're getting the, uh, we're getting, um, what's it, uh, Sepix? Oh, uh, yeah, huh. Yeah. Weird. So. Okay, then. I'm not sure. Maybe those will be different, too. I'm not, I have no idea. I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I guess if that's the replace, you know, we, because the whole thing is, like, when they kept talking about Omnigol, you think Omnigol, and you hear the scream, you get, like, the Vietnam PTSD, where you're like, oh, God, not <laughs> Not again, yeah. it's Omnigal. I hate that but, scream. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking just... God, it's insanity. I mean, we get replaced with that, like, the Broodmother Strike. I forget what that one's called. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty cool. The Cosmodrome one's pretty cool. The Cosmodrome itself, James, it's like I, I was excited for, like, two days when I was back. I was like, oh, yeah. boy, the Cosmodrome. And afterwards, I'm like, there's nothing here. That's the biggest disappointment is like, I love that they brought back the Cosmodrome, but there's nothing that you need to do there. I, I heard the only thing I heard, it seems like if you're a new player, it's That's fantastic. It's, it's, it's a meant, great because it has content there. Yeah, for you. it's meant to be an introduction, er- the new intro area for new characters. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, unless you're doing a, a brand new character and running through new light, uh, you barely talked to that new character, Shahan, which I just remembered is a thing. 
Yeah. I think I talked to him. Fast and Furious incarnate, dude. Yeah, I think I talked to him like the one time that I needed to for the campaign. And oh yeah, (laughs) for like a second. Oh hey, I didn't see you guys there. It's like oh hello, generic. Like yeah, and he has weekly quests, but it all it gives you is experiences. If he had like bright dust quests. I would go to, I would go there. Him and Variks don't have any bright, I'm like, fuck, dude, why don't you have bright dust for your weeklies? I hate that it's only with the, like, rotating at, like, like Crucible, Gambit, Gambit, uh, Strikes. And, and, uh, Crucible. Strikes. Vanguard, oh yeah, Vanguard, Gambit, yeah, yeah. So, I, 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 yeah, I just wish those other ones, all the, all the weeklies should just have bright dust. That should be the rule. That'd be great. I would do the, all of them. (laughs) Especially since they decreased bright dust, you only get a hundred now instead of two hundred per per bounty. What I didn't know. You didn't notice that? I didn't notice. Yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't save. When I was saving oh. all my bounties for the next season, for this season, like to like you know get all my level up right. for the season. Uh, when I found out that bright dust would only be a hundred, I didn't want to risk it, so I I basically uh cashed in all my uh weeklies to get 200 before it was too late i was like oh shit better get those now i had like mm-hmm. three weekly crucibles among like a couple others so i was like hell Dang. no gotta, oh, gotta wow. save these yeah um yeah cosmic dream not, not much to say uh i guess he- ending off like two last things uh first off was season of the hunt i guess we'll do that one next and I also haven't done everything for it. I've only done both of the, I want to say the Fallen enemies. And I yeah. might have done one Hive, which the Fallen, I think there's the Saber. Isn't there like an infected Saber? Yes. I just call them Big Shanks. I don't... Oh, the Big Shanks. Okay. But that one was a bitch and a half because like uh the knights that spawn or the it's, it's either ca- i think it's captains sorry not knights but the captains oh, the yeah. fallen captains that spawn and you have to deal with all of them plus the the big one like i, I kept having a lot of trouble because also if you die you got to start over and i'm just like oh my god so it's it's cool though i like the way it goes uh i haven't i don't remember what the other one was and i think there was one with the knight but yeah. i also don't remember that one too much either so I like the idea. It's it. It sort of feels a little bit like the menagerie, but not as interesting because like the menagerie had this really cool random, like collection of activities that you would do, and so it, there was a lot of variety to it, and it was really fun to play. But you also could speci- What I guess what I mean is like, for the chalice, you could specifically choose exactly what type of loot you wanted. And that's what you get in um, uh, with the cryptolith uh, lore. Like you can set what you want, and even if it's like a, a piece of armor, you could set what. It's really weird. You could set what skills you would prefer it to have. Yeah, it or gives you basically you, you can customize your role. Have. Yeah. Uh, so I like that variety to it. My only issue is that like this season seems really lacking in content compared to Arrivals. Yeah, because it's only, if you look at it, there's only four enemies you can chase yeah, or and four, I, like, bosses. I thought that they were going to do more throughout the seasons or throughout the season. But, like, if it ends in January and we still only have uh, the two Cabal or the two fa- uh, Fallen and the two Hive bosses and there's not even any Cabal ones, like, I find that really weird. Yeah, I, th- I think they. I think they'll put the cabal because aren't they? Uh, didn't they? Isn't there supposed to be a cutscene eventually with like Zavala and the? Cabal That's also and... true. Like, there's definitely cutscenes that we've seen 
shots from in trailers that we definitely haven't seen yet. So there's definitely stuff coming that we haven't seen. Yeah, might be I think hopefully season. that'll be us like working with uh, uh, what's her name? Um, what's what's Callus's daughter's name? I didn't know she had a do- he had a dollar. Yeah, that's the one leading the Red Legion currently. Oh, I didn't even know that. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, it was some. Re- oh well, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, uh, so I guess so far it's just really weird that you know there's just the four enemies to hunt over and over and over again and at this point i've already almost maxed out my cryptolith uh upgrades so it just feels like i ran through the basic uh, the content for this season in like two weeks like it feels it's really weird that it unless they're saving stuff for like the latter half of the season it feels like there was very little content in this season. Yeah, I think I think they will. I think there's going to be more, um, just because it, it's it's also a uh, Keitel is his daughter's name, mm, so she's the okay. current leader, and I think we'll be working with them potentially, hopefully. So I think because also we just got Hawkmoon, right? Or that's yeah. a quest now. Mm-hmm. Which did you get Hawkmoon art? I haven't even like I I'm said I haven't even had a chance it. to do anything. It's so. it's one of those quests where like I thought I had finished it. And then it's like, oh, no, here's one more uh, step. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I finished that step. And it's like, oh, well, no, there's still one more thing. There's another mission you got to do for Crow. Gotcha. Uh, I think, too, like, uh, it's awesome seeing Aldrin Saab, a.k.a. the Crow. I feel in so this... bad for him. I, I feel, I, 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 here's why I feel bad for. I feel bad for Sagira for getting an off-screen death. Dude, that pissed me off so much. <laughs> Dude, that sucked. And especially, uh, cause what's the actress's name that played her? Uh, she, oh, uh, she's in Gotham as Leslie Tomkins. She's also from Firefly. Oh my God. You're right. Oh, wow. Huh? Uh, Morena Bakarin yeah. uh, is the voice of Sagira and she's only in the, uh, you know, the Chris of Osiris season. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't bring her back. So they're like, we don't want to. We don't. Man, we don't really want to upsetting. pay Marina Picard. Let's kill her. Let's kill off Sagira off screen. Uh, that's pretty much what happened. Uh, but yeah, I, th- I thought Sagira got fucked over. I thought it was interesting that uh, Osiris and Saint Fourteen are yeah uh, have a gay relationship. Which I think it's I'm like, yo, you fucking a robot. <laughs> Everyone's always. I guess it's like yeah. Maybe robo- are they robosexual? Not I mean, I, I guess I don't know how it would physically work with them, but you know that's the whole thing i never get it's weird it's just love, love i'm not love is in the soul not the body that's the, the only thing is exos, exos even have organs like do they can you do something i mean like they, they probably like a, they can eat it's weird can, oh, that's true because rakeda the ramen coupon that's one of the things that's mentioned in one of the lore books is that like the exos don't like they have the minds of humans but physically they're robotic so they don't they shouldn't need to eat or sleep or do any of these things, but they still do because otherwise it's too jarring of a transition from human to exo. So they, many of the early ones, it's like ways for them to maintain their humanity. Yeah. And like many of the early ones literally went insane because they were just like, they couldn't handle being in a body that was so different from what they were used to. I mean, I, I don't, I prefer, like, that's why I made my, my primary character is a human. I was just like, I don't want to be a robot. Thank you. Nah. Like, also, it feels weird 
being like, yeah, I have magical powers. What are you, a robot? <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck, dude? That doesn't make any sense. But, I think if I wasn't a human, I'd probably go with the Awoken, but otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm woke enough for that. Yeah, so have you done any of the dawning stuff oh, recently? I do, no, so, <laughs> it started while I was, had no console, one, dude. Oh, I've been you're like, right. str- I keep forgetting. I haven't had, I didn't get to do Iron Banner. I haven't done dawning i haven't had a chance to see hawkmoon i haven't seen the ps5 update so one like, one of the saddest things for aldrin or, or crow i should say because technically aldrin is dead crow is like he he literally doesn't remember his previous life yeah 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 it, so and it's also supposed to be a thing where like guardians are supposed to like not even look into other each other's like pasts because it's like you, you unless whoever, you're anna bray yeah like whoever you were previously that doesn't matter because now you're who you are now i guess it's i don't know if i said that really well but um uh yeah just keep going <laughs> uh oh no i forget where i was getting with that what, what, what aldrin donning yeah so yeah you bake cookies for people and you go around delivering them to like raise christmas spirit or, or dawning spirit and how dare you dude, james when you give one to uh, to crow he's it's like one of the first times anyone's been nice to him so he's just he looks at the cookie and he's just like thank you truly and it's just like oh i feel so bad for you because like everyone hates you and you don't know why and also the spider has a bomb in your ghost and he can blow it up at any time yeah that's also super fucked up that like is it is his ghost name i forget his ghost name glint glint everyone thought it was gonna be pulled pork i mean it was pulled pork he changed his name because uh crow called him glint oh he goes by whatever crow named him okay yeah so it's just uh it's weird and disturbing that crow is a literal slave to the spider i guess not entirely like if his ghost died he he wouldn't die he would just not be immortal anymore yeah and the whole thing uh for those that don't know for uh the season it's basically not even uh, it's not savathun for once it's actually her sister who's basically savathun's like the cunning Oryx was like the navigator uh sivu wrath is like the full-on actual like i am the epitome of war and what we're dealing with right now is sivu wrath who is basically corrupting cabal and fallen and turning them to like to her side and you're hunting them down, and that's why it's called Season of the Hunt, because you're hunting the Cabal Fallen, and even, for some reason, the Hive also that get uh, taken by her, which I'm assuming yeah. then those are Savathun's Hive getting taken into becoming Yeah, so that's Sibu another rats. weird thing about this season, is that somehow, apparently, because of Savathun trying to interfere with our talks with the Darkness, the Darkness has just disappeared, Savathun, and we literally don't know where she is. Yeah, and so that's why Sivurath is is there here now because apparently she was like, "Oh, hey, my sister's not here." No, well, now it's my chance to be uh, the big bad yeah. guy. Yeah, Sivurath is like, yeah, they don't work. They don't really work together. Especially like each each sister has her own like fleet yeah. and all this other shit. So I think like this is kind of the first placement for her, and I don't think we'll get her again till like way later, like after potentially Lightfall maybe and this is just kind of her intro now because i don't think you would take in a sister of oryx and just make her a seasonal enemy yeah, whereas like that would be really Sabathun disappointing is... if if we just got sibu uh, for this season as like an intermediary i guess 
Yeah, especially too if Savathun is like the big cunning one and she's the one working behind the scenes this whole time. And she like her invasion will be interesting, whereas like, you know, orcs took everyone. I would love to see Savathun's because or Sibureth because that'll be like it's war. It's like literally the heaviest of yeah. like in terms of like manpower and shit. Like that's gonna be awesome to see when we eventually get her in her like full prime of power and shit. Yeah, like you thought that Oryx fought hard. He wasn't even the real warrior of the family. He was like the leader, but he yeah, he was like the he was more of the knowledge now. Na- he was a knowledge navigator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, otherwise, like, you know, Spider is being an ass and Yeah. I guess they have one of two outcomes cuz now we got like we're helping the crow, we're helping Ultron and we could tell like I I'm, I'm already like, yo, I like this guy. He's cool. And people are like thinking of one of two things that are going to happen. By the end of the season, we're going to gain crow. We're going to earn crow is freedom. I kind of hope his... so. It's either that, or some people said, uh, we're going to help him kill the spider and he becomes the new, like, Dude, leader that'd be of the really Shore. interesting. Yeah. Except it would be weird. Cause he's supposed to, you know, is he supposed to become a crime Lord or is he supposed to become no, like, uh, honestly, I feel like he, he's supposed to be the hunter Vanguard. Not only, well, maybe, but like, there the few times that you talk with crow he like like he so the spider keeps telling him like yeah the, the fallen respect him too that's the thing that's the thing because in and maybe it's other things but it i think that the fallen like him because he actually gives a shit about them he doesn't see them as like aliens that are like different he's just like no these are living breathing things like why wouldn't i care about them just as i would a, another human or another awoken like he tr- literally just doesn't get why people look down on the fallen. So yeah. uh, when the spider says like, "Hey, these Wrathborn are bad for business. They're causing problems. Kill them all because they're just being a nuisance." S- the crow is just like, "But they used to be on our side, though. Like the- we we used to know them. Like there's one specific one that he apparently knew." Uh, he knew Savick, apparently, which is it's really weird that you then like hunt down Savick over and over again. But he says, like, I found a <laughs> quick killing my friend. He basically said like, he ta- you talk to him at some point. He's like, yeah, I found Savick, uh, you know, wandering around insane. And I captured her or him. I can't remember. And, uh, you know, tied them down to a chair and tried to you know, bring them back to rationality and they were just completely gone. I couldn't do it. So I give, I gave them the only piece that I could and he, you know, put them down. And so he's truly sad that he has to kill these like corrupted people. Yeah. So it would be really interesting if instead of him killing the spider and being like the, a new crime Lord, he just literally is like the new leader of the reef. Because Mara's also kind of still gone. That is true. He could either he could either unite the reef or he could uh, basically bring the fallen to the city. That too, for sure. Or at least those fallen. I don't know. It, it, there's so much potential of what could potentially happen. Uh, I, I I can't wait to see what oh. we can possibly get. So also, just because I haven't finished the Hawkmoon quest, but I have another theory that he could be the new speaker to the Traveler. Because... His, he, really? He's having these visions that, like, the Hawkmoon... Well, I heard the Hawkmoon quest is about, like, he's with you for certain portions, too, yeah. Yeah, he, like, he's having these visions of... 
and he doesn't even know if it's like him flying around or if like someone is showing him him these visions of places that he you need to go to and i can't remember exactly why but like where i finished the quest the other night it seemed like they could be saying that the traveler is directly speaking to him and the only reason why it doesn't come out as words is because the traveler doesn't know how to communicate in like words it communicates in like thoughts and images so i think that would be interesting if somehow crow becomes the new speaker that would we haven't had one in a while yes i i I figure i mean i still think it could be osiris for the sheer fact that now he has no true he shouldn't be going out anymore like it's like bro you're crippled you can't your ghost is dead stay here only talk to this giant ball yeah he has only one more life to give yeah uh, and we didn't actually talk about stasis. Uh, we totally forgot. Yeah. Which we're, we're coming up uh, at an hour 45, so we got to close out soonish. Yeah. Like before, for sure, before two hours, so it won't be too much longer, but just giving that heads up. See, I told you. Yeah. I told you. We always say it won't be that long, and then, <laughs> and then it happens. So uh, I guess, real quick on stasis, I'm enjoying them a lot. I haven't really had a lot of experience with the warlock. Uh, or the hunter stasis abilities. But like the Titans is fun because like every time you do one of his like super smashes, he And that's leaves... the behemoth, right? Huh? Yeah, it's the behemoth. I yeah, believe the behemoth. that's the class. Yeah. So every time you leave uh or every time you do a smash with the super, it leaves like a pillar, like a few pillars of ice. And so by the time you're done with it, you just like leave so much ice on the field. And later on, you get an aspect that lets you do like this really quick slide move. And you literally just like shatter any ice crystals you hit along your slide. And they seem to chain react too. So I will literally just like set up a field of ice and just slide through it and just destroy everything around me. And it is so satisfying. Uh, It's a little bit weird that all three um guardian types have the same grenades it like it doesn't feel like there's as much variety to the stasis i'm okay with it for the sheer fact that hunters usually get the worst grenades anyway that's fair but at the same time like like, uh, a titan one will explode and just kill you and then uh the uh if a warlock is doing the handheld supernova then you're also screwed so it's always just like fuck dude so like the one time I got to try the Hunter Super, I was just like, oh my god, this is the best one. Yes. It's so good. Yes. Um, I will say Behemoth is cool. I think, honestly, it might actually be of the three the least interesting for me personally. Yeah, because it just feels... Shadowbinder is like a fucking... It's like a wizard staff. Yeah. And you're like, oh boy, That's here we thing. go. Like, I, I enjoy my Titan Super, but it is probably the least interesting of the three new subclasses. Yeah, it, it does bring a lot of similarity to um, Shatters, the, uh, what do you call it, the Titan Smash? Yeah, uh, the Striker Titan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the Warlock is very much like, it's similar a little bit to the Void a bit where you're floating around, but this time you are, you got a staff and you could like basically shoot a bunch of balls that could freeze enemies yeah. and then you like basically pound your staff down and then it will shatter them all. 
So Shadowbinder is really cool in that sense, but it it's the hunter is where it's fi we're finally get we made it guys the hunter's finally made it we got the cool we got the cool super revenant is so cool because it's just like a whirlwind that just follows people around and just kill it just shatters them and then or freezes them depending on uh, how much damage Dude, it the just fact gets that into it moves makes it so deadly in the crucible. It's so crazy. And speaking of, like, I mean, that's that's really all we can say about stasis. But they did say it's going to evolve as time goes. And then, yeah. of course, every year, it seems like every year we'll get another dark so, one, which you said, I think, what the next one would be is the poison, which is a poison great idea. Poison would be a really good the other being, um, yeah. uh The other being uh, apparently, like, the hive flame. Oh, that'd be interesting, I guess. Yeah, I think someone said that, and I was like, that's actually really, that would be really cool. Because remember, my idea was, I don't know, the fucking wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, um, so I think a, a high high fire would be really cool. So the, but... I guess my biggest uh, positive for stasis powers is just that, like, I love the variety to it. Like, it's a it almost makes the light classes seem boring, where you just pick, like, one of three types for each subclass. But for stasis, you can, like, with the fragments and with the, uh, oh, God, the aspects or whatever, like, you have a lot of variety to how you could spec out your character. Like, I can make my Titan uh, make those, like, glacier ice walls and just slide through them over and over to shatter them. So instead of freezing oh, them, yeah. I'm just using shatter stuff. And every time I shatter one of those crystals, I drop... Um, uh, little crystals that give me melee regeneration energy and mm. then also I can spec myself out so that every time I slide through one of those crystals I have bonus grenade regeneration so I can just like keep making those ice walls and shattering them like very frequently because it like and that's super effective or I could spec out my character to use dusk field grenades more often which are the slowing ones and I can make the slowing effect last long. Like, I love the variety to it. And I really hope that they maybe, you know, maybe find some way to bring that to the light classes. Other than the rumors that I've been hearing that they're just like, mm, maybe we'll just take away some of your supers and make like each subclass just one super like stasis. And then we could have them all have the same type of menu system. And I'm just like, me and a lot of people in the community are just like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't. Don't take the easy way out and like try it. to focus it into just basically don't take our supers away to make your job easy. <laughs> Please don't do that. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of like, I mean, Crucible, there's not much to say. I just Crucible's a mess right now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It. Stasis. It's a lot of people feel like. Weird. I don't know what that sound was. Uh, a lot of people feel like stasis was not or the crucible was not considered when they were doing beyond light yeah which honestly really it should be when you're thinking of supers you're thinking of powers it should always come first for pve honestly like pve is the main yeah. population pve comes after so i would always say if it works for pve that should be the main thing and if there's a way to separate your skill like separate uh, abilities in pve versus pvp Maybe that would be the better way to go. That yeah. way you're not nerfing shit in PvE that doesn't need to be nerfed yeah. for something that's in PvP specifically. Apparently, but that's like a whole thing. That's the thing. It's like apparently they've been debating whether or not they should do that for a long time because they up until now, what they've been doing is just like the damage is universal for Destiny. 
Yeah. So anytime there's something that's overpowered in the crucible, they have and they nerf it, it affects literally the rest of the game. So they had to do that for one of the for the warlock stasis uh melee. Its range was like insane. So they like cut it in like half or whatever. And now no one wants to use it. And now it. no one wants to use it in PvE because it's it's not nearly as useful as it used to be. And it, I so I get that it was overpowered in PvP, but then they made it underpowered in PvE. So I I kind of think that they should if they can unless the engine literally will not allow it. I it, I think it's about time that they start uh balancing PvE and PvP differently. Yeah, because it's always funny because their nerfs are always, it's like, well, they did the nerf and each time, like, it always feels like that each time it's like, that was a bad decision. That was yeah, a bad decision. Really weird. Each nerf is a bad decision, but they repeatedly do it anyway, which is the funniest thing. I mean, remember in Destiny 1 where they were like, oh no, this one shotgun's overpowered. We'll nerf all shotguns. <laughs> yeah, that was a whole thing. But all right, we're, we're coming close now. So uh, last thing I want to talk about real fast is... James, do you feel the content we've gotten versus the content we've lost was worth it? That's just a quick, man. That's a really like, hard one because I want to say yes because beforehand I was saying before Beyond Light came out, I said I really hope that with all the stuff we're losing, it makes Destiny feel like a more focused experience. And unfortunately, it kind of doesn't for me with all the stuff that we lost and all that's like still there. Destiny feels more bare bones than anything to me. Like there's a lot for me. Well, I guess like there's a lot to do on Europa, but there's almost nothing to do on Nessus or uh, the EDZ or um, the, uh, the Cosmodrome. But at the same time, we didn't really, we weren't doing anything there anyway before that. True. So I think honestly, like they just have to find ways to really bring the spirit up in those places that we currently aren't utilizing but at the same time at least myself personally all the stuff we've got uh, that we've lost i am actually happy it's gone i'm happy it's gone because it's less stuff to look around for but also there was there wasn't anything going on there anyway that's true well it's like okay so certain things i feel fine missing like i feel it's i don't care that the uh black armory is missing yeah but i do miss the leviathan so it's it's certain- I don't want to think about all those strike streams. I'm li- I like that there's only three <laughs> to think about. So that's the thing. It's like I there are certain things that I do miss, but other things that I don't. So it's it's hard to say that overall it's worth it. Although I did mention at the beginning of the podcast that like they did end up uh, following through on their promise to make it run better. So at the very least, that's worth it. Yeah. All right. That is all we have time for to talk about Destiny. I will say, though, uh, in one of our upcoming episodes, I'd say within the next month, uh, like instead of talking about what we've played or watched, we'll kind of feature an update on where we are in Destiny. Like, yeah. uh, I think what we'll cover is, honestly, we'll go in on the new exotic weapons, all, all the exotic quests that we've had to deal with, plus, like, just the weapons, how we like the new weapons themselves. Uh, we'll talk about any updates for Season of the Hunt. We'll talk about the Dawning, and we'll talk about the Deepstone Crypt Raid, because yeah. obviously there's still a lot more content there, and we somehow were able to make this episode beefy enough uh, to really just get, I think, a good amount of our points in. Yeah, hopefully when but, you got your room all set up, we can, like, pick a time to do the raid. Yeah, I mean, once, once dude, once I'm in there, like, I, I got so much, I probably, there's so much for me to catch up on now, like, I don't even know how much. But all right, that was Sutra Side Talk. 
Uh, if you want to uh, contact us, guys, please, oh, please, we'd love to get some questions. I would love to get questions from you all. Definitely. Uh, you can email us to get those questions, uh, ask us questions for us to read on the show at Sutro Side Talk, literally the name of the show, at gmail.com. You just have to put the name of the show at gmail.com. That's it. You can also send us comments or uh, just any feedback as well through that email. You can also follow the show at Sutro Side Talk on Twitter and Instagram, pretty much the name. Uh, you can follow James on Twitter at InvaderJim124. You can follow me on Twitter at GoGoComzilla. And of course, if you can uh, start, uh, follow, subscribe, like, give a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on, that'd be great. Otherwise, the best thing you can do is share, whether it's word of mouth on social media or retweet or uh, post, uh, put one of our posts on your story. That would be fantastic. That would be great. And just tag us. I would love to see a tag there and then I could just add that to our story. That'd be That would be great. But uh, otherwise, guys, uh, I almost forgot. Uh, last few things here. Uh, once again, next week will be our last news episode of the year. Uh, we'll just finish off with some news and then we'll talk what we're watching and playing. Just to kind of do a more laid back version. And then we'll uh, either pretty much at the new year, we're going to do the Mandalorian uh, season two spoiler cast, which we'll have a, a guest on with us. I'm not too sure who it is going to be just yet. And big announcement here, guys. Uh, we are going to officially switch at the end of the year, at basically at the end of this month in like 10 days. We are switching from SoundCloud to Podbean as our RSS feed. So this is very important. If you are a listener on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or Spotify, you are fine. You don't have to worry about anything. It should go like a clean transition. So you don't have to worry about anything. You should still be subscribed to the show. You'll be okay there won't be any changes you'll have to worry about. If you are a SoundCloud listener, unfortunately, we will no longer be on that platform just because once we switch our RSS feeds, I won't be paying for SoundCloud. And because of that, they only allow a certain amount of space. So most likely most of our episodes will no longer even be available there either, except for like maybe two. Uh, so uh, pretty much for SoundCloud, unfortunately, you'll have to switch to either Apple, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. I'd probably recommend Spotify, maybe, or Apple Podcasts, depending on what platform you have. But Spotify is probably the easiest. Otherwise, uh, with the switch to Podbean, good news. We will most likely be expanding to around 10 more platforms. So there'll be multiple new ways to listen, and we'll be like figuring those out and letting you know uh, what those will be. I know for sure, I think one will be that there's a new Amazon podcast app or something so you can listen to podcasts on amazon now that will be one of them uh, among a bunch of others so uh, like i said this will be at the end of december so once january hits we will be switch we will be switched to podbean so just remember that uh we will no longer be on soundcloud in for 2021 we will just not be on there so just a heads up i'll also pin that to our tweet and everything else uh there'll be like our pin tweet just like watch out on soundcloud otherwise uh that is it uh, we hope you have, I hope if you were Jewish, I hope you had a great Hanukkah. Uh, I know I lit all my candles on time this year. I'm happy about that. Uh, and uh, James, you, you have a good Hanukkah? Just say yes or no. We got no time. Okay. I know. Cool. That was good. <laughs> and I hope you all, by the time this comes out, it'll be like, uh, this is Monday. We'll have it out on Tuesday, probably. So uh, Merry Christmas to everyone as well, uh, to those that celebrate Christmas. And uh, I don't celebrate it, but for those that do, happy Kwanzaa as that is coming up too. But we'll be... 
we'll have our next episode before before the new year so uh there's that but uh happy holidays everybody and have a great week thanks for listening